Welcome to Top Line. This is the podcast version of our YouTube show. New episodes every Monday and Friday where we talk about audio and hi-fi related themes. If you have any requests for a future episode, send us an email. T-O-T-L at abyssheadphones.com. So anyway, we got another question, a view, uh, viewer question. Mm. Hmm. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hey, guy. I have this nasty buzz in my system that I can't seem to shake. What kind of things can cause noise like this, and how would I fix it? What normal things in a room can add noise to a system? So, yeah. Wow, there's a lot That's of a noise lot of things, sources. Yeah. yeah. But there are things that people don't think of. Like, I've dealt with this over, with people over the phone with ground loop hum and mm-hmm. something. They add something in the system, and now they hear this hum. And a lot of times what they added isn't even the cause of it. That's yeah. the first mistake. It just happens to be bringing it out to the surface and it's somewhere else in the system. Well, you know? at least luckily, headphone systems are usually far less complicated. Because in two-channel systems, you could get issues where things are plugged into different circuits. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're on different uh, sides of the panel, uh, different phases, if it were on your electrical panel. And as a result, you could have issues on one that you don't have on the other. Or you could simply have issues between the interaction of the two. Luckily, that's uncommon with well, headphone systems. It isn't really plug. You'd be surprised. People can plug stuff into different outlets. Yeah. The same system, but they'll have an amp in the front of the room plugged into one outlet in the room. And, mm. and there's no guarantee the same room is wired to the same circuit back to the breaker panel. Yeah, I actually right. ran into this exact thing. Yeah. Just switched over to uh, monoblocks and I plugged into one outlet. And then everything else was plugged into another outlet, right. and I had massive hum. Yeah, you're on two separate phases of the home, and that—that's the biggest cause of issue, I think. Is try to get the entire system on a single outlet strip or a yeah. single a single source of power is you know it's not always possible. But if you don't do that, then you need to figure out if you can get everything on one breaker. Hmm. Well, there are a handful of people that make boxes that are designed with high quality outlets that have low contact resistance and whatnot that have enough outlets you could plug the entire system into one and then you know everything's going back to the one line. And that usually solves a lot of people's problems. If you have 12 different bits of gear and they're all plugged in across the room, really high risk of issues unless you know they're all running back to the same circuit. Sometimes it's something else on the same circuit like a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. They've gotten a lot easier and quieter nowadays because they don't draw. 100 amps like they used to, you know, the compressors and stuff. Yeah. So that that's less of an issue. But still, there's a lot of electronics in a home that can introduce noise on the line. And I've had people take extension cords from a different room, an entire different room in a house, bring it over to plug their system in just to see if the problem goes away by running it from a different, you know, somewhere else in the home, right. just yeah. to get it off that particular circuit. That's you know? essentially what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I ran an outlet strip over to yeah, uh, the, the other side yeah. and then plugged everything into the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's all. Like, everything, yep. everything coming out of one outlet is a safe bet. It's always a nice problem sol- solver if you could just run a dedicated line, which we have talked about before in another video. But yeah. it's pretty cost effective. You just use Romax, whatever you throw a new 12 gauge home run in just for your thing and you put enough outlets on it that you're pretty confident you can plug all your gear into the same run that's a pretty good start if you could afford it but if you don't own the place if it's not practical or possible to do that that's a bit more problematic then you probably want to make sure that everything's on one circuit if possible by getting a outlet strip or something like that and trying to plug it all into the same one yeah because effectively it's all going to the same place anyway so as long as you're not using a very low quality power strip it doesn't matter quite so much that you're adding that into the circuit, typically. <laughs> but those like six, eight, ten dollar jobbers that you get from 
department stores or whatever, Home Depot, eh, it's probably not recommended. No. Those, those tend to be pretty low quality. It'll work just fine. Depends on the grade of your setup. But something to keep in mind, the, even something like the $20 or $30 ones, usually they're actually pretty decent. Yeah, they start to get better. It's a lot mm-hmm. better. Especially if you stick with name brand stuff like a Triplight or something like that. They yeah. tend to make consistent quality you stuff. You can get pretty good grade stuff that is going to work just fine for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Having minimal amount of stuff helps out. Like right now, yeah. I have I just keep plugging more stuff into the same outlets. Now I'm out of out. I keep adding strips and stuff because <laughs> it's like I had a turntable, a computer, you know, yeah, it is a, a problem. headphone amp, a normal lamp, a receiver, yeah. DVD, Blu-ray player. So now it's getting like too much stuff. Right, and there's wires going everywhere, and I don't know what the problem is. See, that's a big problem. That's though. a problem. In a lot of homes, people don't even know what's on that circuit because it's really hard to figure it out, especially older homes. Depends where you are in the world, but at least around here in the U.S., older homes typically have very few circuits, and it could be half of one floor, even mostly the entire floor of a building is on the same circuit. So you have 30 different lights, 15 outlets, your refrigerator, a wall air conditioner, a vacuum cleaner, whatever. 20 switch mode power supplies and chargers and stuff. Your all Bitcoin the same thing. mining computer. Bitcoin mining rig, <laughs> yep. And that power supply is running full bore. So that AC line filtering is working overtime to try to filter that then noise. Someone in the house goes in and turns on a blow dryer in the bathroom and it's blow all dryer. over. Right. Yeah, Blender. people have probably ran into this yep. where you turn a blow dryer on and all the lights go out in like weird places. Yeah. You think yeah. like the room on the other side of the house, the lights went out when I turned the blow dryer on in the bathroom. Well, it turns out it's all in the same circuit. Yeah. That is true. I, I, sh- I never actually looked. Like what everything's plugged into, and in, for my main audio stuff, most people don't know yeah, until yeah. they run into a problem. Like, yeah, well, you know, until the breaker trips, you don't know what the hell is right. what. Well, it's not yeah. a tripping problem. I'm just saying, what else is on that line? But, I mean, that's the way you find out, right? You turn the breaker off and see, yeah, go around see and see what dies. Yeah. 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 You know? It's kind of yeah. hard to do though, because yeah. then you got to think about what about this closet light, like every weird obscure thing sure. that you don't think about. Yeah, right. But you yeah, you could go do in that. the basement, you know, trip the breaker, <laughs> see what turns off. Yeah, and that's the other thing we should cover too. It's not. The talk about uh, noise sources. There are airborne noise sources. In other words, they're radiating noise in the air yeah. in your system, cable, your your phono stage, your the cartridge on your turntable is, is mm. picking it up right. like an antenna. Mm-hmm. And like fluorescent bulbs were notorious for that. You know, any of the mm. bef- before LED came about. I don't think the LED lighting is they're so not bad. That right? bad. They, they still have the they still can make noise. They still can make noise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fluorescents, especially the ones that look like bulbs, they could be pretty pr- pretty brutal. Dimmers. Mm-hmm. Anything that has a dimmer where you could dim a light yeah. wall on the wall, on a, in a lamp, in line, those are very noisy device, very mm-hmm. noisy electronics in the dimmers. They're made to cheaply. Yeah. Really, it comes down to power in the home oftentimes is your first issue. Yeah, That's something to pay attention to. What I tell to. people is turn everything the hell off. Right. And if mm-hmm. the go- noise goes away, now you know it's external. <laughs> it's outside the room. Yeah. Now you turn everything on one at a time, see if something brings the noise back. It's troubleshooting. It's kind of like... You got to use the process of elimination to figure out where the noise source is. I think we should dig into that a little bit more, though, because it's easy for someone to say, well, everyone's power is the same, basically. All your neighbors have the same power. You're connected to everyone around you, right? So why does it matter that you have a toaster plugged into your same setup as your your audio system? Uh, Why does it matter it's on the same circuit or a different circuit? It's all going back to the same place. And that's true. However... Since the wire has non-zero resistance, inductance, capacitance, um, these things tend to get more or less smoothed out over the length of the run. As you get further away from these sources, things become less critical. Less significant of an impact. Right. Yeah. 
So if you're 100 feet away from something, the line itself kind of acts like a power conditioner to it's some like extent. It's isolated. It'll like filter isolates. some frequencies. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of isolation. Um, so you and your neighbor, you don't share too much of a, an issue there with your noise. Now, it's non-zero, but it's not a primary driving characteristic, and you really can't do a lot about it anyway. Well, if you live next to a GM plant, you might have a problem. Then you might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> if you're next to a big factory that has you weird know, they're things just throwing to shit on all day. Like, you know, you yeah. multi-thousand horsepower machinery running on a line. It's, well, yeah. luckily, that's usually not a problem. Usually, usually it's yeah. that you don't live in a construction, like, manufacturing What are area? Tesla plants like now with all the robotics? They must have a lot of filtration running in there so that the robots don't mess with each other in terms of noise. I mean, well, it's all car factories are a lot of really noisy. Bad. Most of those industrial electronics are pretty hardened for those yeah. environments. Yeah. yeah, they're kind of designed they to work They must have to deal with noise, though, on the line. They've got Of course. Yeah. You could actually set up standing. If you draw enough current quickly, you could set up standing waves on a line and actually burn through insulation. Do you ever remember hearing about that? Like in the factories? That's a thing, yeah. Run a problem, you, get, you get arc through on the heavier cables because mm. it hits a peak, you know, especially switching supplies or yeah. peak current. In certain there. situations, that is possible. Like that you, you create a, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a counter EMF type thing situation where there's thousands of volts built yeah. up on a cable, mm. you know? Well, it doesn't even need to be a full GM plant. We had one machine at one point back there and it was, you know, when the spindle would spool down, yeah, noise throughout the whole building. Oh yeah, right. It actually took out one of our monitors. Yeah, did it? Yeah, the old Mazak. No, not yeah. old. Yeah. It was a new machine. But Some new industrial Mazak. equipment yeah. use effectively noisy. regenerative <laughs> braking. Yeah. So if things have a lot of mass or there's a lot of energy stored in something spinning, for example, um, instead of breaking it by throwing out waste heat somewhere, because that means you need to make heat and it. It's unreliable compared to just dumping the power back in the grid. A lot of times they just take the energy, they absorb it, and they throw it back mm. into the grid. Yeah. And what that does is it increases your voltage temporarily, right? Because right? there's got to be some non-zero resistance across the line. And that increases <clears throat> is modulated by the yeah the motor controller. Right. It's so you're going like to hear throwing, that. It's not per- perfect sine wave no. voltage going back yeah. in. It's a it's a it's the motor it's a noise little basically. Distorted. They're not made for ultra yeah. low THD. No, yeah. I could hear it through my computer speakers when spindles were. Turned. In fact, that was the old place we were in. Remember before we built this place, that was yeah. a real issue. There It was everywhere. We and yeah. we, when we built this place, we purposely overspec the. Uh, the feed lines coming from the pole, from the pole pigs into the building. That's something so people we're typically running have heavy no control. duty line on this building, and it's so as that far we, we away get as, as low be. resistance as possible <laughs> to the transformer on the pole to try yeah. to dump that noise backwards instead of having it come into our building. Right. You know. Apparently, some regions let you specify low impedance transformers, presumably at a bit of an upcharge from the, the power company. Yeah. But we had a 10 kVA transformer over there at the old building, mm-hmm. which was. Way undersized. Yeah, How many right. horsepower was that thing? Thirty. Yeah, thirty yeah. horsepower. The, 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 yeah, the, the pole pigs were ten kVA. Ten kVA times three. three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so, yeah, they were small. For yeah. the loads we were putting on, it was way, way, way undersized, yeah. but it never overheated. So, and the building was built in the seventies <laughs> or something. I mean, they weren't concerned about at the time that power right. didn't even exist in that building. I remember mm. before we bought the building, I heard that they added the power later. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what all that went about, but obviously it was a. It wasn't a perfect setup. Not when you build new design to take, you know, design for the amount of current. Uh, yeah. The electrical panels in here are way beefier than what we had there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are huge commercial panels. The other place was kind of more almost not. <laughs> home. Yeah, almost homey. Yeah. yeah. Right. It wasn't made for that three-phase they added. So anyway, all these trials and tribulations, we 
we deal with with power. It, uh, that's why we're kind of critical about it with a lot of things we do here, and and with it, with audio systems, we try to instruct people, and we know the pitfalls. And you know, if you pay attention to detail up front, you can avoid it. You just avoid it up front. Yeah. You know, you don't have to deal with it. And again, if you add something in the system and it brings it out, that won't happen either. If you again pay attention to detail up front, and you know, you're not all of a sudden running into a hum that shows up out of nowhere because you know you added some piece that. Now has a ground prong on it that the old piece didn't, you know, and so now you're you're throwing a ground extra ground into the system that didn't exist, and yeah. having a place for these stray currents to flow, which causes mm. hum. Oh man, it's just it's it's bad news trying to find ground loops. It really is. It's just it's just get rid of all this twenty minute thing. You know, <laughs> just least. get rid of the ground. Get rid of the ground. Yeah, get rid of everything. <laughs> That'll yeah. solve it. Some too. people do that. They put those cheater plugs in. Yeah, it. Well, you just not cut a them good off. idea. That's not the right approach. Just cut them all. Yeah, cut all the ground plugs out. What could happen? A fair bit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah tell me about it. Not yeah, recommended. Don't do that. I had one computer that had a was a cheap computer, right? Standard like two three hundred watt switch mode power supply in the thing, and I had an IEC with the ground prong broke off it as you do laying mm -hmm. around, right? And I just plugged in with that, nothing, you know, of it. And the keyboard was energized. Okay. With like 60, 70 volts. I measured Jesus. it, right? I was touching the keyboard. I was like, why is this keyboard shocking me? <laughs> yeah, that's and a I bad measured, start. Like, why is there 60 volts AC on this keyboard? Yeah. Mm. I plugged in a grounded cable and it went away. Yeah. So some of these cheap power supplies, that's a that's And a that thing. happens with audio too. It, does. it can. It does. Yeah. Amps, preamps, anything could do that. A tube mm -hmm. amp in particular, you got hundreds of volts on that thing just waiting to get you. And it'll go through you know? the interconnect. It'll find a place to go. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, if, the, if it's improperly grounded or improperly connected and you've got some leakage there. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, we it's saw a lot that of voltage. A, a someone at a show, like one of the rooms down next to us, they had an amp that was putting out voltage through the interconnect and it took out their preamp. Yeah. And so they're like, why doesn't, everything's working, why are we not getting any audio on the, the, the uh, preamp the was fried. Preamp. Yeah. yeah. Which is the so, last thing you think would happen. Yeah, right. You know? Things going These backwards things and breaking instead of going forward. Mm -hmm. A couple of people brought this up in another video where we talked about similar-ish topics. What about online UPSs? And I could see the merit there, right? Because it's kind of like a power yeah, regenerator. And that's tricky. An online UPS actually just effectively charges a battery with the wall power and then uses that battery to make new AC power. It's always regenerating it's always power. Always running, yeah. yeah. It's never using the line. They're not quite made for the same degree of isolation that you get in high-end, like hi-fi regenerators, but they are made for power protection, equipment protection, yeah. um, and to make sure that they're always on and they have zero millisecond switching time. They're mm -hmm. expensive. Yeah. They can be very expensive. You could get them affordably, used secondhand and sometimes mm -hmm. new old stock but you got to know what you're dealing with yes you got to be able to replace the batteries and get right. the proper batteries and but this is a thing you see people bring up i think it it has some merit if you have extreme issues and there's nothing you could do about it uh it may have some value well ps audio makes the regenerators but yeah the something like that is kind of what you want they're the only ones i think that are in the audio biz actually make something that's made for audio yeah a regenerator that's made to regenerate 120 volts or 240. Um, so that's probably your best bet because they've kind of been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. And right. chances are those things are quiet enough where it's, you know. The problem we run into with the commercial stuff is you don't, at what point do they get pure sign enough where they're not yeah. adding noise to the system? In other words, are they hurting more than they're helping? That's mm -hmm. the trouble, you know? right? you got to have you especially bad power issues for it to probably be a good idea. That's where they're useful. Because you've got brownouts all the time and mm -hmm. stuff like that, that's really where you need to regenerate. Mm. You know, yeah. because it's the only way to solve it. You can't 
conditioners don't do anything right if your grid quality is just bad it doesn't matter how many wires you run yeah you're flat topping right? or it is what it is you get wave. a lot of that yeah. you get a lot of distortion coming in off the grid in areas that are very dense with bad infrastructure and unfortunately that's common in some parts of the world certainly it is in some parts of the the denser regions in the u.s as well that causes actually uh toroidals to hum physically hum where you get hum out of the chassis mm. You get the sine wave squared off a little you bit. Can get you get some issues a like DC that, yeah. offset get, goes gets into the uh, power transformers. Yeah, it's also what I'm talking they, about. That <laughs> they, they had to take a, a scope to their their power, and they're like, oh yeah, the flat tops. Yeah. and they're like, because their their transformers were humming. And there's not much you can do about it That's, other than yeah. generate power. Right, create your own power. Online UPS and hope the THD isn't a problem, or yeah. go to a high end solution yeah. uh, like something PS Audio makes or. I think we're getting a little Probably too deep brands. into this for most yeah. people. Well, what if you li- <laughs> what if you live next to an AM radio station? Oh, well, that could be do? an issue. I'm yeah. about <laughs> I, pretty I, close. I'm about two miles away from a Maybe low not. power AM station. Yeah, it's only what is it like a couple hundred watts? No, it's more than that. It's, no, it's I, always well, in a kilowatt night, range. At least I think it's only uh, a couple it's probably hundred. like drops to. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's we're talking. It's enough power. That guy's still I'm, transmitting. Yeah, yeah. It's like a country western, and yeah. it, I mean, I'm a few miles away, and it it doesn't bother anything really. But like, I just added something in the system. I forgot what. And no shit, when I turn the amps off to the speakers, I'm hearing the AM. Oh radio yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You can hear. When it's I turn the really, amps on, they really go quiet. away yeah. usually. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I turn it off, it's like you know, like yeah. the, well, the power supply disconnects. Huh. So it's, it's actually getting into at me, and it a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's even really a, quiet, and that's even like at night when they they drop the low power on the amp station because they don't have as much listeners. So it's kind of surprising that even a few miles away. I, something's acting like a rectifier. Something I added. You're in probably the only like a mile away, actually. It's, you know, and it's funny. I got all these great cabling, all that stuff, but I, it's not the cable that's picking it up. It's one of the devices. It's oh, a yeah. chassis you somewhere. You figured out what it was because you said you 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 narrowed it it's down. It's a chassis somewhere yeah. that's picking it up. I think it's the tube gear. I think the tubes themselves yeah. are acting like a receiver for this. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> or it was something. Tu- it was like your tube, tube pre. You unplug that. Yeah. And, and yeah. And right. Fine. Yeah. Because everything, the amps are clean and everything's cool. Until I connect it to this. So you get this weird shit like that, you know? And I, I mean, I could solve it. I just haven't yeah. spent the time because, quite frankly, what do I care if it's playing radio when I'm not there and I turn on the amp? <laughs> yeah, so I'm probably like three miles away from that station. Something but like I don't that. have any tube stuff, so I, I don't know. I don't, I yeah. Nothing yeah. picks never it up. heard that on my deck. Yeah. You and I never had pack. it before until I changed out the preamp with something. So it just shows the go. Yeah. It just depends on, you know, these, these weird ground loops. Even with RF, it's really, it's weird stuff. Yes. You know, you never know. Anyway. Live, live in a lead box. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Words to live by. Copper, yeah. copper box? Copper. Copper box. Yeah. Copper is much much more soothing. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I want to live into in lead. No, probably not. Sounds like a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, it does sound yeah. bad. Yeah. Anyway, I think we have That went a little in-depth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. went yeah. too deep. I would start going. with power. That's a good idea. Yeah. Beyond that, it gets complicated. Well, power's complicated, Look at what too. you're plugged into. Yeah. Try to make it one common source. And if not... Call your local dealer and ask them if they know somebody that can deal with ground loops. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you can be about 20 minutes over project. the phone with somebody. Yeah. You know? So anyway, thank you everyone for watching. And don't forget, if you have any topics you want to discuss, T-O-T-L at abyssheadphones.com. Thanks. Take care.